0: right welcome back we are Blueies and Shoeies, um joined by uh, a new face dwight eaglehoff based in new zealand about to preview the all blacks mate you'll have to be very kind uh, only positive uh unless you want your next door neighbors to tap you on the back of the shoulder mate and uh, you've told me the Pretty big boys, so um thanks for joining me, mate. Obviously, the idea for every uh, team that we're previewing, which are all the major nations uh, in the w- Rugby World Cup, is a bit of a preview in terms of leading on um how they've been sort of playing over the last couple of years, covering key strengths, certainly finding chinks in their armour, noting um our uh, players to watch, and then predicting where they're going to finish and this year's World Cup. Um, do you want to lead us on, mate, and give us a, what what are your thoughts in terms of this? What has been probably the most uncertain uh, period of All Black history in the, the modern day?
1: Yeah, no, that that's fair comment. It's been um, tumultuous. Yeah. i um, sitting here, so for, for background, I'm, I'm sitting in, in Hamilton, in, in Marty Māuiu country. Uh, real strength of New Zealand rugby at the moment, but New Zealand rugby actually has a, has a few issues, and we've seen them play out. So this is a key World Cup for them. I think they're really motivated for it, having chatted with a few of the players and just knowing them. You know, Richie McCaw set the standard of what he called the great all-black, and everyone always just thought that that's what he wrote on the napkin, which was, you know, play 100 tests and win a World Cup. It was a bit more than that. It's play 100 tests. It's win two World Cups win our Lions series and a few things like that. A lot of these players know that if they want to do that they have to win this World Cup. So I think they they're definitely going to be up for it. There's there's no question about it. And they've got they've got the horsepower. They got the they've got the, the, the men to do it. They really strong across the park. You think they've, they've got the juice, mate? I think they have got the juice. I think they're finding it they um the tumultuousness of the last 18 months has been a blessing for them. Jason Ryan, some will yeah. say, he should have been there at the beginning. He's changed this pack. He's given them an edge. I mean, don't get wrong with
0: it. In case people aren't aware, mate, I mean, uh, you yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No, back happen, it up. Yeah.
1: So um, you essentially, post last World Cup, you've had... Um, the the, steve hansen step away and his preferred successor was ian foster who'd worked with for a while this is ian foster's third world cup i believe as a coach um and it was it was just it was very very badly handled by new zealand rugby the way the whole process and everything went about and you essentially ended up with two guys having to go against each other with their own teams and it was razor robinson against ian foster's head coaches but within their head coaches were also team structures and assistant coaches they had chosen. Uh Ian Foster got the nod. Listen, it's still up for debate if he should have or shouldn't have. Um there definitely does from as someone who's very much in it here, but still kind of from the outside. It does look like there is a bit of a kind of an old boys club within New Zealand rugby and 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 yeah. and, and Fozzie's, you know, benefited. But listen, I've I've worked with a man. I've sat next to him before and just had a yawn. I mean he's got no idea who I am. But um He's a good down-to-earth rugby man. And yeah. he, he, he values his relationships with players immensely. So it meant a lot when they came out and battered. But essentially, he was about to get fired. Uh, they'd got an absolute um, shellacking in Nilspreit in South Africa. And then they went, the, the, the chairman of New Zealand rugby was pretty much flying over there um, to, to to fire him. And yeah. they turned it around and they won. And they scored right at the end of the
0: yeah. yeah, at Ellis Paul, Um
1: he's just recently come out and spoke about it. He actually just went into the change room by himself afterwards and just started crying. That like, and you know, that's the the negative side of of this high performance sport. But one of the big changes he had and what helped them win that game was he, two of his assistant coaches had to, you know, had to get cut, yeah. um, in in John Plumtree and Brad Moore, and they brought in. Uh, um, Jason Ryan. Jason Ryan. Sorry, blanked out there for a bit. Jason Ryan, uh, Crusaders forward coach, and he was actually the forward coach of Fiji at the time. And then they've also brought in Joe Schmidt, you know, the 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 professor in waiting, I guess, behind um, Wayne Smith. And they've just really changed this team around. They've given them uh, Jason Ryan's given this pack some belief and a steely edge, but they've also got really good set piece. And Joe Schmidt's really sort of their tech out. Like, they yes. are scary good on a um,
0: I, I must admit, I must admit, it made absolutely no sense to me how you can sack the assistant coaches and then the head coach stays on. However, mm. the, results, the results have proved that, uh, and you can, not, even, I, not only the I'll, results, I'll how, how they're playing, it looks yeah. so much better. So I think, I don't, Don't necessarily would say, yeah, that's the way you go about things is keep, keep the main guy and suck the, suck the number twos. It should always be. It's always the other way
1: around. And uh, listen, having my little bit of coaching and just being around these environments for a long time, I've had some good sit downs with the likes of, you know, um, John Prumpty and John Mitchell. And they've had had these things happen to them. And, you know, it's pretty simple. First, First, Bullet in the barrel's always got the head coach's name on. So, yeah. Uh, Fozzie, yeah. And listen, as I said, you know, it's, it's weighed a lot of it, weighed a lot in his family. I really felt yeah, for yeah. Him like I saw it here. Well, and, um, and
0: rugby in New Zealand's everything, right? It like, is. Like, like South Africa and Wales and the like, it's the number one mm-hmm. sport. So, yeah, you've you got the, the pressure of a nation on you, on your shoulders. Shoulders.
1: So, um, no, that's there. But listen, like, you, you know, let's get onto it now. They, they've turned around and they're really good. Like, yes, what, took, what are those they took, um, They've just got a great skill set across the park, you know, and they, they pride themselves on that. That's why I won't read too much into yesterday's results against South Africa. Listen from a South African perspective, wonderful. But what,
0: what happened? What happened?
1: They got they got <laughs> a biggest loss ever. Is, is what happened? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll enjoy, we'll enjoy
0: that. Uh, we'll enjoy that. But we won't uh I won't won't rub it in bit. like like a. Uh, an arrogant uh, Springbok fan.
1: Fan, yeah. No, we'll try We'll to try temper it a bit. But no, they, um, part of the reason I wouldn't read into that too much, like there's this unwritten rule lately, and you go look back through the results and you'll see it. When Brodie Retallick doesn't play, the All Blacks don't win big games, and he didn't play. Um, he'll be back. He'll sort that team out. He'll do all of that stuff. His, his guzzler, man, he sorts that stuff out. But their biggest thing is they just really let themselves down in their skill execution, especially some of the younger players they brought in, um, and the coaches would have noted that. So, but they are really across the park. They got a great skill set. They are lethal at taking opportunities. If you give them half a gap or one opportunity or a it's line a break,
0: black, so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And but this team as well is really good at it. And on that, they play high tempo, high octane rugby. You know, they super fit. They'll always back their fitness. They have for a long time, and they'll they'll take you to deep dark places. And we saw that when they played South Africa in Auckland uh, a couple of months ago. You know the Springboks described it as chasing ghosts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because they they when they switch it on, and if you let them get go forward and quick ball, so that's the thing they pride themselves on. And they call it a, a LQB lightning quick ball. So that's less than a three second ruck. Yeah. If you let them get that, you're in trouble. Yep. And then as I've touched on, their, their set pieces got really good. Um, you know, their, their scrum had actually been an issue for a while. They seem to have sorted that out. Yeah, But like their line-out delivery, and what I mean by line-out delivery, it's not just winning the ball. It's winning it where you want to and delivering it to the backs how you want. So if you want to play quickly off the back, that's the best. But there's a few other things. They are the best in the world at their line-out delivery, uh, and they've got a lot of experience. Like They... Some might say the risk of actually taking a few too many old boys. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, they've got force insurance in this team. Yeah. You know, no one else can say that. So, and they've also got a lot in the back office. And this is their last World Cup. So, you know, Darren Shands, their manager, he's been manager for a very long time. Um, he, This is his last World Cup. They've got Gilbert Inoka, who's their um mental skills coach. Brilliant. Uh, You know, and he's changed these All Blacks. That's why they've won these last couple World Cups. Uh, this will be his last campaign. But they dare still. And there's a lot of test experience in that back room as well as on the field. So, and to put it in perspective, I mean, I think Whitelock could potentially be, and it's Sam Whitelock, the first ever player to win three World Cups if they do it this year.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we'll, um, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I think their 2023 form is uh, is a key strength. Getting back to more of that all-black, uh, both style of play, consistency and winning um, you touched on it there I, th- I think it's obviously a big improvement that for, uh, their uh, front row in terms of scrummaging and, uh, yeah, and just general sort of play um, they, they seem to certainly post World Cup a yeah, couple of years there where there was sort of guys were coming in and out of the team yeah, there wasn't any consistency the scrum- yeah, they lo- lost a lot of guys like to
1: north with big contracts You know, yeah. they lost a lot of good props
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I guess the key strength, mate, which is probably standard All Blacks, is they've got just X-factor game winners throughout the back line. You know, if you think about Mwanga, Barrett, Jordan. Rico Yeah, these guys can slash you in half and, uh, if, you, uh, if you let them, mate. Uh, or <laughs> even if you don't let them. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll they, find uh, a way. Yeah, you? they'll find a way. So um, good to see them Albeit, this is again probably the 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 only all black team in my lifetime that I've ever seen be so inconsistent between World Cups. So, if we take a sort of look into their their weaknesses, mate, I think from my side of things, the loose trio for me is just uh, don't get me lacks wrong, you know, it, yeah, lacks balance. It, it's it's nowhere near as good as a Kano McCaw. Um, Greed yep. combo. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, it's it's. I often think about you. Never, you're never rightfully guaranteed to have a have a certain team that always wins or, or the like. Like the the, the golden year of Australian cricket. You know, they had the best players for for so long and dominated cricket for twenty years. And then those guys retire. You know, it's tough to then go. Oh, you're, you're the next Richie Richie McCall, right? But for, for me, Sam Cane. Yeah, you know, I, I would take. Seven, eight uh, other um, other flankers across all different teams around the world ahead of him. Uh, whilst, um, so who's the new lad at seventy? Actually, had a great game against the Springbox. No, yeah. um, no, Frizzell. Right, Frizzell. Yep. He, he he actually has just just this year started to look more consistent, and what he's there for, which is bringing a bit of brute brute power, but again. Yeah, it is four or four five tests. Yeah, what I'm going to base someone on. So it's really, it's really only nice. yeah it's, yeah it's really only severe that I can ever say world class. It's, yeah, would, every, would go to war with it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So again, probably over dependent on Aaron Smith. You know, he, he's been the stalwart of that team for, for the best part of ten years. He's brilliant. Uh, delivery exactly how they want. As far as quick delivery, just delivering that ball. It's it. For me, he hasn't got the, the breadth of skills like a, a DuPont. But what he does, he does extremely well. And it suits mm. obviously the speed of what the All Blacks want to play at. They haven't got guys with much more experience outside of Aaron Smith. Uh, you've touched on there, mate. I've got a, a different opinion on second row. I, I think Retallick and Whitelock are definitely uh, uh, at the back end of their careers. And yeah, that's that that's a reality Sure, they'll probably, in a tight situation, bring, again, that level-headed approach. But again, if they're playing uh, a Willemsa, uh, you know, is uh, is Vitalik's... You know, Rub's going to get punched again. What a going to be able mm. to handle a boy like a... I think while Scott Barrett is... as I dare say, after the cheap shot against Marks last night, you know, that was old Scott Barrett. I dare say he's probably been one of their best players of the last 18 months. Um, so he's there, but again... Uh, I'm not quite sure it's there. And, and finally, make the lack of depth at centre. I think, you know, you've got Barrett and, and Ioni that over the last 12 months have really built some really strong consistency. But in the two years prior, Havili. Um, Anton Leonard-Brown. Leonard-Brown, uh, sorry. yeah, yeah, has nah, yeah, been a lot of chopping and guys changing. Guys, a lot of chopping and changing, no consistency. Those boys, as a as a starting centre combo, are awesome. One of those boys again gets injured, then then we're, again we're talking about combination. And New Zealand rugby generally they're all there at thereabouts. But I mean I haven't really seen much of Havili and Leonard Brown over the last twelve months. So you're bringing boys in for me that are probably slightly undercooked. Cooked.
1: No, and, and that's fair comment. And listen, that's a lot of the talk around here as well. There um, was there's. there's um... There's a lot of talk about why Jack Goodhue wasn't in there, um, probably because he took a contract to France. But, um, you know... The, the, so he's I going to France
0: post-World Cup, yeah.
1: Post-World Cup, yeah. He signed. Then he's going to power. And the
0: idea is you pick um, your best team. If a guy wants uh, to go on, then uh, that should affect him post-World Cup.
1: Yeah. So, no, listen, there's a few things. But, if I, um, you know, it, it sounds like blasphemy for me here. Um, but it's, a lot of people are thinking it. But their captaincy is a big issue for them. Yeah. Um I, I you know, if Sam Kane wasn't captain, would he be in the all blacks? Uh oof, tough one. Probably not. Dalton Papali—he's probably been a bit better yeah. than him. i probably actually so, like uh, Dalton. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. So and it's it's tough. What I also suspect is I oh, just struggling like one of the biggest issues they've also had under Foster is you never know who their best fifteen is. Um, you know, you, I don't know if you can hand on heart say, put up your best fifteen. And in a World Cup you have to know that. Um, so you know, they've been playing Dane, Dan Dan, Dan Coles quite a bit lately. Um, yeah, which is, jeez, str-
0: I thought he was I done think a he's there because he's,
1: he's there for his leadership, I think, because he talks. Uh, Sam yeah, Kane's not a big talker. Good,
0: good point, mate. So, good point.
1: you know, and that's where I think it is. Where,
0: yeah, so interesting. Um, you know, so like listen- you said years ago, because I never rated him, uh, mm. Sam Kane, and uh, I don't want to be just strong, derogatory to uh, a guy and, and the like, but, um, I remember you saying... No, but the good, problem you know, that, is what, had- he, what he's good at
1: is not, yeah. what the, is not what the All Blacks want to play and not yeah. how they want to play. And it's it's just this awkward fit. It really yeah. is awkward. But you said um, they do
0: these aptitude tests and and he he scored off the scales. Scales I mean, and not, he's... We're not seeing that translate, like you say, on the field and field. being a natural, natural All Black leader. Yeah.
1: And listen, he, he leads by actions, but you know, like you you mentioned it earlier, it's always... I mean, Bloody Peter O'Malley nailed it when he got on the stick. <laughs> just
0: six. Yeah, <laughs> shit Richie McCall. Everyone's a shit Richie um, McCall. Yeah, well, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> a shit Richie McCall, mate. Just <laughs> their a you know? It is so, God, I'd love to be called a shit Richie
1: McCall. Yeah. Jeez, man. <laughs> so, no, you know, and, and that's it. So, yeah, uh, that's the big worry for them, is their captaincy. Uh, and i say that in terms of also just look at their discipline and inability to affect things and you know sometimes if you the you know and if if that stuff was all getting sorted and his playing wasn't you know world class you'd look past it but yeah they they're getting bit the, the 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 worst of both in a way so yeah. that's there and then the other thing you've touched on just niggles to key players and i i touch on Frizzell again mm. and the reason is frizel is just different and it's the same as sumis only they are the two ball carriers that they have in that team that have the ability to dent teams on both sides, defence and attack. Like they're real momentum players. They can hit you and ho- or get through, get you over the gain line. And we saw that exactly you know Frizell only had to do it for twenty minutes
0: in Auckland, but it worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus, Jesus, they just Jesus don't have it without them. Did he run over Billy LaRue on the Ville, side oh, there? everyone, mate. I mean, I mean went, me not Not that Billy's Peter, the biggest
1: bloke, but Jesus, uh, He went through he, he Peter Stef de Toy. He went through Franco Mustard, Like, I uh, mean, yeah, he had a monster small, game. Small lads. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Uh, just just, just, just so,
0: lads at 115 kilos that he just sort yeah. of ran over. So that was a bit scary. So, but that, uh, and he's got stand. a
1: hammy. Hammy's always niggly. Um, hmm. So, And and then the same as you've said, Havili's also hammy. He's coming. He's a bit niggly. But those are probably their their weaknesses, um, and let, let's see how they get on. I'm also not still not consoled on goal-kicking under pressure, um, but listen, that makes me sound like a whinging South African, so I'll just le- leave that to be.
0: Yep. well, if we're... Uh, geez, I dare say, man, we've slagged off the, the All Blacks. Who 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 would have ever thought we'd see the day? Uh, but if we... Um, just like my my two favourite players. I, I think Richie Mwanga might be... I dare say he's possibly one of the greatest super rugby players ever. Yeah. He is an absolute stud. I think we've seen certainly a lot more consistency of him over the eighteen months. I don't know why I'm touching on him, but I just I do like him. I just haven't probably seen him reach the same heights that obviously is a different level, naturally international rugby. But the two lads that I love, obviously yeah, anyone that looks past Severe is uh, mental. Yeah. Um world class, engine for days, brute strength. Brilliant at the breakdown, brilliant ball carrier. Again, I don't think it's a weakness. And then I just he, he, Will Jordan. He's just he's not right. a big lad, but he's just got this sort of curvy run. And you know, again, you give just, him an inch and you're you, he'll cut you right, up.
1: He is something special. He's constantly beating defenders. He sublime skill set is very much a Ben Smith mold top player. Hundred uh, percent. It's the feet. It, it doesn't.
0: Feat it's, a, it's, it's, he's, he's, and not, he's quick. He's, yeah. Fought, like Ben's he at, he's, he's quick. quick. He's, he's quick. He's quick. I mean, again, Ben, ben was probably sil- silently quick, but yeah. I think both players just have a brilliant, brilliant feat that, feet. Again, it doesn't look like they do anything mm. outrageous, there. you know. But it, they just beat you yeah, just by sort of just quite little great feet. Feet.
1: But the other guy also that I'm really excited about, you know, I think you got to keep an eye on, is is Mottalia. Um, yeah, no not many people seen much of him um, but he, he's, he was by far the best super rugby player this year uh, his ability to beat the first defender every time is superb he's quick he's probably got, he's got a bloody Corey Jane handoff and he's physical he's actually his lineage his half South African half Samoan and he's grown up he, in I was his, about to say yeah because obviously
0: yeah, yeah, uh, I, this is the first bit of rugby I've seen him play because I haven't play. watched much super rugby but mm. um, yeah because again all blacks uh, never seemed to have wingers that stay in the team too long. since oh, always the next,
1: the next guy. This is his first year in, isn't he? You know, he's going to yep. make the team. Team, and he's mate, He's he, he's just, when you look at it, everything you want out of a right wing in international rugby, he ticks every box. He works hard. He does all that there. And the other guy to watch, and I mean, you, you like, I'm just, I am just haven't been this excited about a youngster in a very long time, is Cam Roy God? Um, Cambridge is just down the road from us. He's scrum off, coming through. Okay. Um, uh, mate, not the ginger fella, not the ginger fella. He's also good, uh, for yeah. for Christie. Uh, but Christie, no this yeah, guy's yeah. just come in he had a he had a okay. breakout year. Super rugby. He's made uh, the squad. He's made the squad. Okay. He, he scored. He's the one who scored the try yesterday against All Blacks because he's quick. Like he he, he got away from Rana, who's the second fastest in the team, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So no, he's rapid, but he's physical. He's got an even better, more bullet pass than uh than Smith, I think. Nah, he's something oh, special. Jesus. So yeah. those are the
0: boys to keep an eye on this World Cup. Right, mate. And uh, your reputation is uh, on the line in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. you, 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 might get, you might get your house spray-painted and it <laughs> egged. If, mate, if mate, you don't predict joke. the right thing.
1: Don't even joke. What, what
0: are you, what are you I, going with?
1: I've got them as losing finalists. Um, I think they'll have enough mustard to get there. I've planned. they got. They got the depth. they got the pack. they got the squad. But... I, I I think France beats them in the final. Okay.
0: At least I, you know I haven't thought this out properly. I had them going, and now after Mate, all uh, this,
1: unfortunately for them, a lot depends on that first game. And uh, they, uh, to to start a World Cup with with France, New Zealand in Paris is was, If I wouldn't lot on there. They...
0: <laughs> well, I've, uh, considering what what I've uh, said, and if anyone has listened listen to the. Uh... The pool of death and the teams that we've previewed there. I'm gonna I'm gonna think outside the box here and think they they squeeze through the quarters and they're gonna lose to one of the shittier teams on the other side of the draw. And that'll be that'll be uh, crisis mode in in New Zealand thinking that yeah get, getting <laughs> <The> economy <my laughs> mate, gone. Tony the economy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put them down for a semi. That's it for the Marty Allbacks, and we'll be on uh, to the other side of the draw.